Good afternoon. During today's legislative hearing, we will consider three bills. S4104, the Wallapai Tribal Water Rights Settlement Act of 2022. S4439, the Katamine and Amikiatam Sacred Lands Act and HR 5221, Urban Indian Health Confer Act. S4104, introduced by Senators Sinema and Kelly, would authorize and ratify the Wallapai Tribe Water Rights Settlement Agreement between the tribe, certain allottees, and the state of Arizona, and would transfer certain lands into trust for their benefit. H.R. 5221, passed by the House in November last year, would require the Department of Health and Human Service Services to confer with urban Indian organizations or UIOs on matters impacting health care for American Indians and Alaska Natives living in urban areas. I'll note that Senators Smith and Langford introduced an identical Senate companion bill in May. Lastly, Senator Padilla's bill, S4439, would transfer approximately 1,031 acres from the U.S. Forest Service to the Department of Interior to be placed into trust for the benefit of the Karuk tribe to allow for traditional and customary uses. Before I turn to Vice Chair Murkowski, I'd like to extend my welcome and thanks to our witnesses for joining us today, and I look forward to your testimony and discussion. Uh, Vice Chair Murkowski. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Appreciate the hearing today on these three bills. I think you have, have uh, detailed them appropriately. Um, just with regards to the legislation sponsored by Senators Sinema and Kelly, S4104, um, I think it is important to, to recognize that this settlement is a decade in the making, so I'm looking forward to hearing more about the details. We know that settling water rights through negotiated settlements approved by Congress continues to be the best way to deliver wet water to tribes. I am pleased that we were able to include in our bipartisan infrastructure law $2.5 in an Indian water rights settlement completion fund to fulfill the federal government's commitments to our tribes for congressionally approved water rights. So it's good, good to see how this is playing out. With regards to S4439, introduced by Senators Padilla and Feinstein, um, I, would, I would note that uh, while the Department of Interior is, is intending to testify in support of taking this land into trust for the tribes, I do think it would be prudent, Mr. Chairman, uh, that the committee also received testimony from the Forest Service, particularly on what impacts this bill may have on their current administration of these lands and waters. And I would suggest that the committee seek the testimony in writing as we continue to consider this bill. And then with the legislation sponsored by Congressman Grijalva, uh, I would note that uh, Senators Lankford and Smith are co-sponsoring an identical Senate companion while we have no uh, UIOs in Alaska, it is my understanding that these organizations in the lower 48 have found the confer process with IHS to be beneficial with regard to providing health care services to American Indians and Alaska Natives living in our urban areas. So I'm interested in learning how this confer process may help address other important health-related issues, too, uh, as well as the missing, murdered Indigenous peoples crisis. So look forward to the testimony and hearing from our witnesses. Thank you very much, uh, Vice Chair. We'll turn to our witnesses. Uh, first, we have Mr. Jason Freihagi, Deputy Assistant Secretary for Management of the Office of the Assistant Secretary Indian Affairs at the Department of Interior. Mr. Benjamin Smith, Deputy Director of the Indian Health Service, U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. And I'd uh, now like to introduce Senator Sinema to introduce uh, her um, guest and testifier. 
Well, thank you. Good afternoon, Good afternoon, Chairman Schatz and Vice Chair Murkowski. I'm honored to speak about the importance of the Wallapai Tribe Water Rights Settlement Act of 2022, legislation that I've introduced with my colleague, Senator Mark Kelly. Our legislation provides long-term stability to the Wallapai Tribe's water needs in northern Arizona, which is especially important as Arizona and the Southwest face historic drought conditions. Our legislation is the result of collaboration between the state of Arizona, the Wallapai Tribe, and the Department of the Interior, and it has broad support among Arizona water stakeholders, including Mojave County, Salt River Project, the Arizona Department of Water Resources, the Central Arizona Water Conservation District, and Freeport-McMoran. Currently, the Wallapai Tribe relies on groundwater alone to meet their water needs, which in today's climate and with our forecasted water future is not a permanent or sustainable solution. The Wallapai Tribe Water Settlements Right Act will provide the tribe a permanent allocation of Colorado River water and the funding to construct the infrastructure needed to deliver that water from the Colorado to the tribe's main residential and commercial centers, Grand Canyon West and Peach Springs, Arizona. I now have the incredible honor to introduce the chairman of the Wallapai Tribe, Dr. Damon Clark, who will be able to explain the legislation in further detail and how it will benefit the tribe in Arizona. Chairman, thank you for being here today. Thank you very much, uh, Senator Sinema. Uh, now we have uh, Senator Padilla to introduce uh, his guest and uh, explain his legislation. Thank you, uh, Chair Schatz and Ranking Member Murkowski for allowing me to join you today to introduce Russell Atterbury, Chairman of the Karuk Tribe in California. Uh, it's an honor to introduce Chairman Atterbury, who is here virtually, uh, to testify on a bill that uh, I'm leading with uh, Senator Feinstein in this House and Congressman Huffman on the House side that will transfer 1,000 acres of sacred lands from the Forest Service to the Interior Department to place those lands into trust for the tribe. Now, the lands covered by this bill are considered to be the center of the Karuk world and sit at the heart of the tribe's culture, religion, and identity. Chairman Atterbury is currently serving in his third consecutive term as chairman and has been a key leader in championing this effort. During his 11 years as chairman, he's also served on the Department of Interior's Tribal Interior Budget Council, the Executive Council of the California Tribal Chairman's Association, and was recently selected as one of the seven primary tribal representatives to the Department of Interior's Progress Act negotiated rulemaking committee. Chairman Atterbury was also appointed by Governor Jerry Brown to the California Native American Heritage Commission. Before serving as chairman, Mr. Atterbury worked for the Redding and Siskiyou School Districts, and he holds a lifetime clear teaching credential from Humboldt State University. Now, the Karuk tribe have lived and conducted ceremonies on the sacred lands known as Katamane for centuries. These sacred lands, which are used for the tribe's world renewal ceremony, represent the center of the Karuk world and serve as an integral part of tribal culture, religion, and identity. Currently, 95% of the Karuk Aboriginal territory is managed by the federal government, and the tribe has a special use permit from the Forest Service to access the land for prayers and ancestral ceremonies. However, in recent years, the tribe has struggled to access the site and conduct their sacred ceremonies privately, without interruption. So it's a moral imperative to restore these lands to tribal ownership, 
Placing these lands in trust would allow the Karuk to further their mission to enhance and restore the natural world and allow them to preserve their traditional practices. I thank Senator Feinstein for introducing this legislation with me in the Senate and Congressman Huffman for championing this effort in the House. I also want to thank Chairman Atterbury for his testimony today and for his leadership in working to advance the long overdue effort. His approach to the federal tribal relationship has been one that says collaboration is always the best first step in building partnerships, and his testimony today is a testament to that. Look forward to working with my colleagues to enact this bill as quickly as possible and return these sacred lands to their original stewards. Thank you again, Mr. Chairman. Thank you, Senator Padilla. Now I'd uh, like to um, turn it over to Senator Smith to introduce uh, her guest. Thank you so much. Thank you, Chair uh, Schatz and Vice Chair Murkowski for holding this hearing today and for including the Urban Indian Health Confer Act. Senator Lankford and I um, introduced the Senate version of this bill, which would require every agency within the Department of Health and Human Services to confer with urban Indian organizations when policies affect health care for urban Native communities. This measure is an important step towards parity for urban Native communities and something that I think we should all be able to agree on. So I look forward to working with the committee to get this bill across the finish line this year. To help us understand the impact of this bill, I'm very glad to welcome Dr. Patrick Rock, Chief Executive Officer of the Indian Health Board of Minneapolis and a member of the Leech Lake Band of Ojibwe. Dr. Rock is a family physician um, and has been serving patients at IHB for over 25 years. He is a tireless advocate for the urban indigenous community in Minneapolis and his leadership has helped IHB grow into the distinguished institution that it is today. I recently had a chance to visit the Indian Health Board to hear about their work on mental health, reproductive care, and comprehensive health services for urban indigenous Minnesotans. Under Dr. Rock's leadership, they're also working on an expansion that will expand their capacity and incorporate indigenous cultural components into the facility. So I'm very proud to work on behalf of the Indian Health Board and Minnesota's urban indigenous communities um, here in Washington on this bill, and I hope to see us move this forward and get it done. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Thank you very much. Uh, and to Senator Langford for an opening statement. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Thank you. Thanks for the time on this, and thanks for taking up this bill as you work through this. I'd like to first start off by saying thank you uh, to the leadership and to the individuals that serve in the two Oklahoma Urban Indian Clinics, clinics in Tulsa and in Oklahoma City for their continued service to the urban Indian population. Uh, Oklahoma Urban Indian Clinics serve the second largest population next to California, and uh, Senator Padilla know, knows we're right behind him on that one. Uh, but uh, leaders like Robin uh, Sunday Allen and Carmelita Skeeter uh, in Tulsa and in Oklahoma City, they're the reason that all this works so well. Uh, they work incredibly hard, and they are absolutely the gold standard for healthcare and clinic operations. Uh, I was proud to sponsor and help pass into law two urban Indian clinic uh, focused bills with S Senator Smith. Uh, we helped pass the Coverage for Urban Indian Health Providers Act and the Facilities Improvement Act, both ensure greater parities for UIOs in the Indian health system. Both bills were the first ever standalone UIO bills passed in Congress. Uh, so it's a big deal. We're continuing to be able to build on that. I'm proud to be able to co-sponsor with Senator Smith. Uh, the uh, Senate Companion, the Urban Indian Health Confer Act. This simple legislation uh, will ensure that UIOs are brought into important conversations and confer at HHS. We talk a lot about consultation with tribes, but currently HHS is not doing consultation with our urban Indian clinics, and that needs to start. 
so we'd like to be able to bring that into line right now on that. I look forward to the full consideration, quick passage of the bill in this committee. We have a lot more to do to be able to bring parity to UIOs, and this is another really important step, and I thank the chairman and ranking member for bringing this to the attention today. Thank you very much, uh, and we welcome all of our testifiers and thank all the members for their leadership. Uh, I want to remind our witnesses that your full written testimony will be made part of the official hearing record. Please keep your statement to no more than five minutes um, so that members may have time for questions. Uh, Mr. Freihagi, you may begin. <laughs> 